Welcome to the Marketing and Other Markets podcast with me, Matt Moscow. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books and blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because we don't all need to reinvent the wheel. Every episode, my promise to you is that you will leave with at least one tangible idea that you can execute on today. Real estate salespeople come in all shapes and sizes and all forms of forms and amounts of experience. Uh, I've talked to a lot of listeners from the show already, and I, a lot of them are new. A lot of you guys out there listening are brand new agents with zero to two years of experience. And a question I get probably five times a week is, what activities should new agents be doing? Like, what are the top things that a new realtor, a new lender, a couple a couple months into the business or a couple of days into the business? should be doing if they want to get busy and and also like what should they not be doing so wanted to give a couple tips today um some of these are compiled from past podcasts some of these are new some of these some of these are super obvious but this is a write this down type episode this is a write this down share it with any new agent in your office these are the things that work so i'm going to start number one don't overtrain. Uh, I see this all too common. I talk with an agent three months in and they're, they're putting 40 hours a week into real estate, but they haven't yet done their database. They haven't yet gone on a listing appointment. They haven't worked with any buyers yet. And it's because they're overtraining. They're spending too much time at brokerage training, sitting through meetings, absorbing some knowledge, which, which is always a good thing, but they're overtraining and they're not actually getting into the thick of real estate soon enough. And what I see a lot with these agents is that they fizzle out faster because it's really hard to go months and months and months without a paycheck or especially without the promise of a paycheck. At least if you start and you're working with some buyers your first couple of weeks, you have the promise and the hope of a paycheck coming soon. Um, but when when you overtrain, it, you can really get into a mindset that you don't have anything coming up and that can be that can be tough. So I'm definitely an advocate of training and learning, but when you look at your schedule coming up for your first few weeks, months in real estate, make sure that there's just as much time allotted to lead generation activity as there is to training. It needs to at least be 50-50, if not more towards lead generation. And a lot of people, if you're training with someone who is doing a lot of business, they should be reminding you of this, but this is a big thing and I can't stress it enough. Number two, alluded to it earlier, database is king. Your number one activity as a new agent or as a new salesperson in arguably any industry is going to be putting together a database, usually in the form of a spreadsheet, of everybody that you know, their contact information, notes on them, and as much rich information as you can. You cannot do marketing unless you have people to market to. And it's shocking. You talk to any agent who's been in the business for 20 years their number one regret is not having kept an accurate database of their clients, of their sphere, of anyone else. It is so easy later on in your business to do marketing when you have a list of people to market to who already know and like you. Now, agents will ask, well, who should I put in the database? Or I don't know a lot of people. How do I do it? I always tell people, start with people that would recognize you face-to-face if you saw them at the grocery store. Go through your Christmas card list. Go through your mom's Christmas card list. Go through... Uh, school directory, if you have one for your kids, go through your neighborhood guide, download all the people in your neighborhood from a title company app and use anyone that you know. Um, look in, on your phone contacts, look in your church directory, look at whatever you might possibly have. That is the start to your database and put rich notes in there on how you know them so that when you reach out to them, you can send something quality. 
Next one, when you start reaching out to these past clients, it's not enough to just make the database. You need to send out your first piece needs to be high quality. It should not be a mass email. It should not be a mass mailing with a label on the outside. Everything in real estate is time versus money. The high time activities pay off the best when you're new. When you're already closing $10 million a year and you're making some money, feel free to take take some shortcuts, do some mass emails, do some other stuff. But you know, I see big brokerages all the time giving their new agents these massive 25-week drip campaigns to put their new clients on. And it's like a recipe to get your email spammed for the rest of your life. Your first attempt out there has to be high quality, high touch. Think about what would annoy you if another salesperson did and don't do those things. Next one is to make sure that after you've put that database together and you've started marketing a little bit, that you don't forget to add to it. The simplest thing I can tell you is to choose one day per week, one hour in that day, where that's your database day. And that's the day where you're going to add to your database every single week. Who did you meet? Did you meet uh, someone at a restaurant? Did you meet a client's friend? Did you meet a new business colleague, a possible referral partner? Did someone new add you on Facebook that you've been talking to? You need to always grow that database. And the reason is that a good realtor, a good salesperson usually closes seven to eight percent of their database every year. So if every if you start with 100, that's seven closings. But if every week you're adding one person, that's 52 more people by the end of the year. Seven percent of that, you're closing a couple more deals. All of us meet at least one person a week. And if we're not, we need to change up our habits. Next one, social media messages. Most of us are on some form of social media sites. It's fine to post what you do. It's fine to post that you're in sales. It's fine to post what you sell. It's great to post about your family, but messages are king. Quality messages to people about their interests are going to be the best way to start a conversation. These conversations do not need to be about real estate unless someone asks you how you're doing or what if you're, how your new job is going, et cetera, and then mention real estate. The goal here is just to have an honest conversation, and you really can't go into it with any ulterior motive other than that. The genius part is that the algorithms on Facebook, Instagram, and most other sites will start showing other people your stuff more if you've had a message with them. So if you happen to be posting a little bit about real estate and messaging them, the chances that they're going to see your stuff goes up exponentially. Also, it's a great way to set meetings. When you start messaging people that you haven't talked to in forever, the likelihood that they're going to want to take that conversation off of social and into the real life is pretty high, especially if they like you. And that's why I always say start messaging people about things that they care about because everyone likes to talk about themselves and the things that they're interested in. Next one, and this is, this is one of the secret weapons I give to new agents all the time, is to prospect other realtors within your office who you know are super busy. If you're a new agent, the problem is that you have no business happening because you're brand new. But if there's other agents at your office that are super busy, especially coming into the winter where a lot of people take vacations, I would start making calls every single week to every existing agent to find out who you can cover for. You know, in real estate, the snowball effect holds true more than any other industry. The busier you get, the more business will come to you. So find out from these busy agents, what showings do they need covered? They could pay you cash. They could refer the buyer to you. There's so many ways that that this could be financially viable for you. But if they're paying you cash to work with someone and then you get a referral from them and they like you, that could be your client depending on the agreement that you make with the other agent. You could pick up open houses from them. And by the way, that was going to be the next tip. Do at least two open houses a week. Almost every single podcast guest we've had on who's doing $50 million or more 
was doing multiple open houses their first couple months in the business. This is absolutely critical because it doesn't need to cost you any money. Once you're doing an open house, then you also have opportunities to prospect the neighborhood, to mail to the neighborhood, to door knock the neighborhood, to do all kinds of other things. But it all starts with getting some form of ammunition. In this case, it's the open house. And you can get these open houses from other agency or brokerage. If you're at a super small brokerage with not a lot of agents, get involved in your local realtor association, join some committees and meet other agents that way. There's, there's no excuse for not being able to connect with other professionals in our industry. There's some pretty awesome people out there. Last one I'm going to give you, and this, this can be done whether you're an existing agent, a new agent, um, or not. And this is doing at least one CMA a day. I, it, it's, it rolls off the tongue, right? Like one CMA a day. A CMA is a market valuation. Everybody loves value. Everybody loves knowledge. To give someone who's a homeowner a printout, an email, or a video of what their home would be worth in the current market is huge. People like money. People like knowing how much their assets are worth. This is one of the number one strategies that high-producing realtors are using to get listings. Everybody wants listings. You can do, if you have past clients, I would make sure you're doing a minimum of one a day and I'd make sure your clients are getting at least one CMA a year. CMAs are so huge because people love knowing what their home is worth. Money is a big deal to people. If you're an existing realtor, you have past clients, make sure that every past client is getting a CMA from you every single year. It's your number one opportunity to stay engaged with them in a meaningful way and possibly pick up some listings. Now, if you're a new agent, you don't have past clients already, but you do have friends that own houses. Most of us know at least a couple people who are homeowners, if not hundreds of people. You can start with them. You know their address. You can do a CMA for them. Send it to them in the mail. Give them a call. I've had agents even post on Facebook and say, hey, I'm doing, my broker wants me to do 10 CMAs for everyone I knew who's a homeowner. Who would love to get an updated idea of what their home is worth? They get 20 comments every time. You can do it that way. You can also find another agent in your office who has a large database who hasn't done CMAs recently and offer to do it for them and come up with some kind of deal with them. Like if you, if one of their clients converts, what's in it for you? How could you guys make this beneficial? Number one, it's good for them. Number two, it's good for you. Number three, it's great practice. I mean, doing a CMA and not just printing off a Zestimate online really gets you in tune with a certain market and what types of things add value. I think the number one job of realtors is to be able to assess um, the value of a property when you're looking at it so that you can advise your clients in the right way on top of obviously negotiating and going, you know, getting the deal done. So if you're not already doing CMAs, you haven't started, you haven't thought about it, add that to your list now. Those above tips are the number five, or those are those tips are the top five things that all new realtors should be doing or that any realtor should be doing if they want to give their business a boost. For any other questions, hit us up, Maltese. For any other questions, hit us up at the Marketing and Other Markets podcast or connect with me on Instagram, mattmusket88. Thanks for listening. The Marketing and Other Markets podcast is proudly supported by Neighborhood Loans and Treadstone Funding. Visit them online to see a new type of culture and energy in home lending. For more actionable real estate marketing tips and tricks, check out my book, The Tangible Action Guide for Real Estate Marketing, available on Amazon. Interested in being on the show? Reach out to us via Instagram at mattmusket88. See you next time.